0: I loved how we oh. set up the premise of this as mm-hmm. with a can of beer, mm-hmm. and we've only done it once so far. <laughs> Nonsense. We we broke it completely with the aviator because we drank whiskey. Oh
1: dang! Did we even do like any like clinky glass sounds with that?
0: Kinda. You tried with your mouth, and it was kind of gross, but also funny. <laughs> it's
1: not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Well anyway, hello everybody, uh, welcome to Conversations in Cinema, my name is David and I'm joined by my good buddy Josh. That's me. It is. And you're here listening in as we do something that's never, ever been done before, talk about movies on a podcast, 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 podcast. Audible gasp. Uh, this episode we're talking about Martin Scorsese's film Silence. Mm-hmm. Um... It's our final one in our Scorsese series. It is. Um, which I'm sad about, but also happy about because I won't have to sit for three and a half hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about playing a game with Scorsese because I thought, uh, has this dude ever made a movie that's not... over Under two and a half hours? Yeah. No, he has. It's all of his earlier work. Yeah. The most recent stuff, if you were to rank... All of his work, Hugo was number 10 Mm. on the list, and it was like 197 on the minute counter, Mm. I think is what it was. But so none of the movies that we've watched are on the short end.
1: Which I usually, I actually really don't mind, to be honest. Um,
0: Well, and I'll say this, since we're not into anything yet either, is -hmm. that his movies are, these movies are long. They do not feel long. Right. I've enjoyed them,
1: yes. Um, but kind of bringing things back as you guzzle down that that <sighs> sweet, sweet nectar of the gods. What are you drinking? What are we? What are we drinking today?
0: We are drinking a beer by a lovely brewery known as Flying Dog. They are not local uh, to us, but they are local to somebody. So, which is all that matters. That is true. Um, but in the theme of today's episode, I bought it. Basically, because this beer is called the truth, mm, which and, is fitting. You know, them Jesuit priests believe that they have the truth.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is a nice little IPA, Imperial IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tasty. It yeah. is. Mm. It's good. I, I'm not sure if back in the in you know the 1600s, uh, the Jesuit priests being tortured would think that. You know, hundreds of years in the future, a couple dudes would just be drinking some light hoppy beer talking about their struggles. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Here we are. So in, in other words, their struggle was worth it. Yep. All for this. Just this. Enjoy it. Slightly room temperature beer. Yeah.
0: Enjoy it twice as hard for them. Enjoy it for yourself. Enjoy it for them. Or don't because they probably
1: wouldn't drink beer anyways because they have no fun. This speaking of no fun, this movie is no fun. But I'm gonna say it right now, this is my favorite of the ones we've watched from Scorsese, far and away. Intrigue. This I is thought, this is a a, a David Ass movie.
0: I thought it was a fun, lighthearted romp, <laughs> just super great. Which I, which
1: torture scene did it for you?
0: I had to watch this movie over two days. Oh, rough. In the morning, while eating breakfast, both Uh, times. Whoa. Wow. Because. That's not ideal. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I loved starting my day with. (laughs) A breakfast of Jesuit torture? Mm Mm-hmm. Just, you know. Some deep
1: existential, inward-looking questioning of faith? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: No, absolutely. No, um. I really did enjoy this movie uh, I I definitely think I out of the three that we've watched for this, I think I would agree that I like this one the best mm. um, I think diving into it a little bit, it's super crazy that he made Wolf of Wall Street and then this
1: yeah it's <laughs> I mean it's almost perfect. it's it's the just like characters in this movie. You know, it's it's just uh, an example of the human condition, or just the nature of man, mm-hmm. where he made a uh, very awesome movie about greed and American capitalism and blah blah blah. Right. And then turns around and he does a very meditative, inward-looking uh, story about questioning one's faith and what and all that entails, mm-hmm. and all the challenges and the questions I, and the silence.
0: I did really think that it was a super weird sequel to the Blues Brothers. (laughs) Or I guess it would be a prequel. It just didn't have the same tonal. It's kind of jarring. Yeah, they,
1: they went in a different direction, you know?
0: I'm sitting here watching them do their travel sequence and everything, and I was just like, "Man, this is a weird Blues Brothers film." I, don't even have the I was doors. just like, "Oh shit, that
1: actually that joke actually works." It does a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, for those who who didn't watch it, uh, my sister included, who's listening, and she doesn't watch any of these movies because she's has productive time; she has better things week, to yeah. do. Um, this is a movie called Silence. Silence, silence. And it tells the story of two missionaries, Jesuit missionaries, who traveled to Japan, uh, in search of their missing mentor at a time when Christianity in Japan was outlawed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in the I guess six early sixteen hundreds, I think. I thought it was the seventeenth Oh no, 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 basically seventeenth century. Yeah, sixteen hundreds, yes. yeah. Seventeenth mm-hmm. century. Um but uh, let's just dive into it, right? Yeah. I, oh, I said this is a David-ass movie because, A, I do like long movies. Mm-hmm. My complaints earlier, notwithstanding. <laughs> um, I love movies that make me sit and think. And I kind of forget that I am watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love sad movies. <laughs> Yeah, that make me depressed and go, Oh, like my soul just kind of gets crushed a bit. Um, and this has all of that. And as a man who has struggled with faith over his lifetime, Mm -hmm. especially in more recent years about, um, what that actually means and what's worth hanging on to. And, um, what is what does life look like on the other side of faith right or religion or mm-hmm. what, what have you um this movie spoke to me in a very deep way that i was not expecting i thought it was going to be kind of a really obviously scorsese mm-hmm. it's very detailed i thought it was going to be a very detailed epic historical drama mm-hmm. which it was but it's so much more intimate than that and it's very uncomfortable in a lot of places because of the questions it asks.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and so it's based off of true events that happened, yes. And there was a real person named Father Fiera, um, Fiera. um but Fodera. this is not a biopic about them, it's more of just encapsulating what was going on yeah. for these Jesuit priests,
1: yeah. And it's based off of a novel by the same name. Um, it's like 1966 novel I think Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't pronounce the author uh, Shusaku Endo Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I Uh, love all uh, the Japanese people and their culture enough to not even try and pronounce a lot of the things yeah let's let's,
1: so obviously the main cast Mm -hmm. is fantastic yes I, Yes. I,
0: I like the fact that Liam Neeson is at a point in his career to where um, he doesn't even try to have an accent that's not his own. I
1: did semi-notice that. And
0: as a viewer, you just don't care. No, you don't. Yeah, because he's supposed to be from Portugal. (laughs) Nobody did an accent, which I honestly... Oh, no, no. Andrew Garfield definitely chose an accent. Well, he chose a voice that's not his own. I wouldn't necessarily pin that down as Portugal it's portuguese i don't know it's spanish-esque it kind of has the flair to it but i i just like it when a movie picks the actors because they're the ones that are going to do it justice yeah and maybe they don't have that range for it yeah and just don't even try
1: yeah um because it's
0: distracting as christian bale would say mm-hmm whenever people go in and out of accents, mm-hmm. sometimes two or three or four yeah. in a sentence.
1: Yeah. Um, but the cast, I mean, Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, those are kind of the top build guys. Yeah. Um, Liam Neeson is in maybe 10 minutes of this movie, 15 minutes of this movie, kind of at the beginning does the classic Scorsese monologue VO, Right, kind of setting the stage, setting the world. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I I love that stuff, especially Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. Make him narrate my life, you know?
0: Him or Warner Herzog or Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. So
1: many of those guys could do it so well. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Andrew Garfield is fantastic. This was kind of, I, think, I don't think he's done a lot since, but this was like, he did Hacksaw Ridge, he did... Um, Well, so whenever I was reading the bio
0: of it and Mm. I saw his name and I saw that he was uh, Oscar nominated, Mm -hmm. in my mind, I go, for what? Because I legitly started to think, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that he's in.
1: Social Network?
0: I've never seen it. What? I and I don't like Facebook. This podcast.
1: That much. This podcast might have been a bad idea.
0: Well, no. This is why the this more podcast I learn about your good movie idea viewing idea habits, the more I just
1: hate you as a person. Now, deeply.
0: Now I can watch these movies, <laughs> Mister, who's never seen Rashomon or thinks Citizen Kane is it the best movie ever. Have you seen Rashomon? I have. What's it about? Multiple times. What's it about? It's about the seven deadly sins, you jackweed. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, cool off, and it's very relevant to this movie. Because <laughs> guess what? It's not in America. I'm pretty sure it's in Japan. It's in Japan. Um, uh, it's one of those movies you have to read. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, Adam Driver is also in this. Not as he, he's he's more of a supporting character. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought he did an amazing oh.
1: job. And just the man, he's gangly as it is, but because he and Andrew Garfield had to lose a lot of weight for this role, these roles, mm-hmm. um, Oh man, he did not look good. He, no. s- he sold the starving missionary the, role very well. Um, I need you to stop
0: saying missionary. Cause all I do is think about the sexual position and it's distracting. Missionary. Just look into my eyes, missionary, missionary. Right. Oh God, we've become so much closer now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can scoot closer if you want. <laughs> Let's
1: not. It's, I was just my posture here. Yeah,
0: just spread, just wide open, wide open. Um, the The weight loss in this is hearkened to Christian Bale in The Machinist, mm, mm-hmm. which is still the gnarliest weight loss I have ever Ugh. seen. I
1: I I've, I have not seen the movie in its entirety. Oh, I don't movie. have any desire to. I'm sure it's amazing. It's real good, but it looks so uncomfortable.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um. But like the the overall acting dedication to it on their part was mm-hmm. phenomenal. I really enjoyed a lot of. Um, the Japanese actors that they brought in and mm-hmm. I have zero idea who any of them are.
1: That That's where I was going, like the main um, English speaking quote unquote cast. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But the real star of this film, I think, are all the, the Japanese characters. Wait, so actors.
0: this will be kind of interesting because I have a favorite actor of this movie. Uh-huh. Do you want to, do you?
1: I have a favorite character of this movie. Okay. I don't know if it's my favorite actor, maybe, but my favorite performance character. Okay. Who's your favorite performer? Um, uh, Are you going to try and say it? Yeah. Yeah. God dang it. Where'd it go? I don't want to, I don't. It's Kachichiro, right? Yeah. Kachichiro. That's That's yours? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mine is the Inquisitor.
1: Yeah. He's also fantastic.
0: Because um, even after, because David sent over a link to a behind-the-scenes deal that we watched, mm. um, he wrinkled his face to make himself look older. Yeah, in every scene. Yeah, which is bonkers to me. Yeah, um, but his choice of the his English-speaking voice yeah. and everything, I was just like, this is insane, and I love it.
1: Well, and it's crazy too because okay, so the Inquisitor character is so Christianity is outlawed in Japan at this time. Mm-hmm. and uh, they have, you know, obviously the role of an Inquisitor is not foreign to most religious vernacular, right? If you're going doing something against the religion of the land or the law of the land, send an Inquisitor after you. There's a Spanish Inquisition, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So the Inquisitor is kind of the main, he's set up as the main villain. Yeah. But then that slowly turns and it's it turns into nobody really is the villain and everybody is. Um, but he's based off of a real character, mm-hmm. a real person who used to be Christian.
0: Yeah. And and like
1: historically, he used to be Christian, then he um, renounced his faith somehow in some way. and um, Yeah. And it, that's one of the themes I loved about this film is that the Japanese, I guess the Japanese nobles, right? The people in power, they are not, ignorant and stupid. They're not just like the, the faceless mindless bad guys mm-hmm. or regime, whatever you want to say there. They are fully researched and aware of what Christianity is and what the Jesuit priests want. Mm-hmm. And it's the Jesuit priests that there's that awesome conversation about, uh, it's the, the tree metaphor. It's kind of later in the film. Oh yeah. Which taking root, taking right. root. And uh, it's just, it's just fantastic how, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact wording of it, but, um, like uh, if you have a tree in one part of the world, say in Portugal, mm. it won't necessarily grow in a place like Japan or in Russia or in yeah. America. The soil is what makes it grow. Um, if the soil is not compatible, you're wasting your time. It'll just wither and die. Yes. And that's the metaphor that the Inquisitor used when he's trying to convince uh, Andrew Garfield's character, Rodriguez, to renounce his faith or to question it or at least open his mind to the Japanese's point of view. Mm-hmm. And well, oh, man, so the film
0: is does an amazing job at not being heavy-handed in any which way. Yeah because so like halfway through it because growing up in uh like surrounded in churches and doing all that kind of stuff halfway like probably the first act second act of this movie well not so much of the second act but i was just like man this almost feels like this is almost like um softcore porn for christian like for christians to be like yeah sure this is it i martyrdom martyrdom yes like let's they the J- japanese people did us wrong and everything mm. we were just over there to do this because they're barbarians mm-hmm. and like how dare look they look at do. this torture mm-hmm. they're suggesting yeah us. because yeah. like look uh roger you guys goes to a village uh goto or kocho i think kocho um and like he's saving all these people and it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's and do And you notice
1: it. in that, in that time, whenever he does leave that, he leaves that first village mm-hmm. and everything's kind of nighttime, everything's shrouded in mist. Whenever he goes there to the new village and he realizes, oh, it is safe. I wasn't lied to. That's when the sun first comes out mm-hmm. and everything is well lit. It oh, feels yeah. warm. Um, and then when the Inquisitor shows, shows up, mist returns. Mm-hmm. Faith is obscured. People are living in secrecy. Yeah. Sidebar, sidebar. How many times do you think they were on location and they're like, fuck yeah, this shot looks amazing. Because this has some of my favorite cinematography I've ever seen.
0: Well, yeah, it won the Oscar for cinematography. Mm -hmm. And it deserves it. Because like, the landscape... And granted, I feel like it's almost cheating shooting over there. Because it's just so naturally pretty. Yeah, But they did such an amazing job at capturing it and using it to their advantage mm-hmm. that like I was legitimately blown away Yeah, with how good everything looks. Cause I even made a note that like, I love the color grading of this film. Oh,
1: It's disgustingly beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Like I just can't get enough.
1: And of it. the framing, there's a lot of wide shots, which Scorsese talked about in that documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he he's like, yeah. I, in a lot of my movies, I had to. Uh, in a lot of my movies, I said I have these all all these complicated setups and shots and coverage of all the different scenes. And this one, I kind of had to have a talk with myself and be like, well, uh, let's show some restraint and just let the scenery do the talking and the scene do mm-hmm. the talking. Let things breathe, and it's it shows up because you have those awesome trademark pans of his. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always great in his films. It shows the space. It kind of makes you feel like you're turning your head and you're in the scene. Um, but just those still slow wide shots where people are just walking towards the camera mm-hmm. or it's just the scenery and the, and the the waves crashing on the rocks, um, the rain dripping. it's just well, every, I want to, I want to, Take a print of every single frame of this movie and just hang it up on a wall. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, because I'm watching this and I'm just like, I know he's being influenced or he's paying homage to a lot of Japanese mm-hmm. Samodog- Kurosawa mm-hmm. and like, I don't know them well enough to to recognize the pools, but like there's a lot of scenes, especially with the samurai um, that like it just felt familiar to me. Mm hmm to where I could see that but on on his camera movement like one of the things that I would say is his signature also is just steady cam work yeah. cuz he didn't have there wasn't at least as far as I know noticed like a signature long take like he no. kind of n- normally does there was a fair amount of movement but like his steady cam I don't know if it's the same operator every time or just how he directs it but his steady cam doesn't just like move through the scene it almost floats through it.
1: well i think a a big reason why there's probably not is because they're on location for almost the entire shoot mm-hmm. and to do a one you really have to really control the environment and the lighting and everything and continuity so if you're shooting on the side of a cliff in taiwan Tell which is day. where this is shot 1917 there's so much cg in that film dude i hate to break it to you don't you ever break anything to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, oh my God, it's so good. Do you think this film would have worked in black and white? Because, especially in the opening, right? The contrast is very high. The color temperature is very cool and and cold. Mm -hmm. And there's such high contrast and shadows. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Do I think it would work in black and white? Yeah. More no than yes, Hmm. and I would almost say that it definitely wouldn't because it wasn't well received box office wise, Mm -mm. it would have been so much worse if it was in black and white, yeah. Just because people don't like
1: it, kind of makes me like the movie more. That so, so the budget, um, was 40 to 50 million Mm dollars, and it only made 23.8 back, which is a flippity flop, oh, yeah. Um, but I'm I, I feel like he probably saw it coming. It's it's not a sexy uh, uh, synopsis, like two Jesuit priests in 17th century Japan, mm-hmm. and well, it's a super deep, in depth look at yeah faith. When and whenever martyrdom. you look at
0: the the reviews and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. everybody loves it. Nobody wants to watch it, right?
1: Yeah i I could honestly see myself seeing this movie again, though. I loved it that much, but mm. that's just because I love that poetic, introspective type of storytelling.
0: Yeah, but I think I think he did a fantastic because he was working on this forever. This was more of a passion project to him than it wasn't. But to kind of just talk about the the elephant in the room or whatever mm. about the subject matter of Christianity and all that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. I legitly think that this movie works for a Christian and it works for a non-Christian. Mm-hmm. I think that it's not heavy handed telling you, cause I don't think it's trying to tell you that Christianity is right or that mm-hmm. the Buddhist is right or one's wrong or the other. It's kind of, it just presents stuff to you and yeah. just asks you a question that makes you kind of think. And it's not like yeah. a, I'm not going to change my life after watching this movie, but it was nice to kind of just have something not be like so heavy handed
1: yeah, not passion of the Christ esque, mm-hmm. right? It it what there wasn't a, the word agenda is such a stupid word, so much baggage along with it. But there wasn't like a, a yeah a, a point they were trying to make aside from ask yourself questions about mm-hmm. about your faith. And that's yeah. it. Um, because- let's let's talk about some of the 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 themes where that yeah, it kind of keeps coming up. There are a lot of themes in this film. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's a line early on whenever they first arrive to the island and to that first village mm-hmm. and they're in the hut and um, they're with the villagers that they first meet and they're being fed food and uh, the other villagers aren't eating. And they, they asked like, why aren't you eating? And the head villager, I forget his name, fantastic older actor. Oh yeah. Loved all these characters stood out. Oh yeah. All of them. Um, too bad I can't remember their names, but they weren't really, like really prominent. It's more about them as people. Yeah, you know their choices that they made. Um, and he says, uh, he asks, "You do not eat," and the villager responds, "It is you who feed us." Mm-hmm. And kind of comes back to the name Silence, which is the theme of the movie. Like, right, you're praying to God, you're praying in faith. And what are you getting back? What are you hearing back? What are you retur- getting in return? And these villagers are so starved for confirmation, affirmation, love, uh, teaching, mm-hmm. that when the priests finally show up, they are, they are starving for what it is they feel like they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, as the story progresses and they're found out, um, I wrote, they are desperate for tangible signs of faith. Um, and uh, I fear they value these signs. I think it's from, yeah, yeah. The quote is, I fear they value these signs of faith uh, more, than, than more than faith itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's the tangible stuff. Uh, With their arrival, the Japanese Christians no longer suffer in silence. This film asks the question, what ends the silence of your faith? What is the answer you are looking for? What is your confirmation? What gives you absolution? What will cause you to be silent about your faith? Right? And I guess, I mean, we could just dive into it, right? I mean, have, I'm trying to think, like, what have you or I believed in so strongly that we would die for it, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, it's one thing to say, like, Oh, I love you. I would die for you. Right. Right. But not necessarily like for, for people, which it kind of comes back to that. Like Mm -hmm. it's not for an ideal. It's for, to save people Mm -hmm. with the the love of other people is what matters, not the ideal, but has there ever been an ideal that you have, like a principle that you have that you would say, yeah, I'd die for it. You know?
0: I'm going to probably just say no just as a blanket because it was really interesting whenever they did that first scene of like step, stepping on on the symbol Mm -hmm. of God or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, I understand what the, the symbology of that is to it, but also like, I mean, you could believe that and still step on it and be perfectly fine because it's just Mm -hmm. an image. It's not any of that kind of stuff. Right. It's just like, um, People burning the American flag. I don't think it's super cool, but also like that's not going to greatly affect me. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to immediately go over there and try and right whatever, um, because I think that it's been interesting how when with their the characters are paired together, uh, Rodriguez and um oh gosh dang it hang on I got gotcha. you Adam Driver. Yep, Adam Driver. Whenever they're paired together, they show two different facets of faith because Rodriguez's character is more kind of flexible and also, I think, kind of bad at it because I noticed every time he eats, he forgets to pray mm-hmm. before he eats. Garupe. Garupe. That's that what Adam Driver's I, character. Yeah,
1: Rodriguez and Garupe.
0: Um, I noticed every time that. Uh, Rodriguez gets ready to eat or he's eating and he's like, Oh, I need to pray mm. and kind of does it. Cause he did that at, the, in that scene. Mm-hmm. And then he did it later on. Granted he's starving in every scene. So like, right. I don't fault him for that, but it's also kind of funny because as a priest, you would imagine that's like thought number one kind of deal. And yeah. then whenever they come to step on this symbol of Jesus, he's just like, yeah, do it. And oh,
1: I love that line that, that scene where he's
0: just like trample, mm-hmm. trample. Yeah, do it to save yourself because your life is worth more than just Which this tangible. He has, he has
1: the right idea, mm-hmm. right? He he he's he's brushing the truth of it that he comes to later in the film. Um, but again, it kind of spoken about in the documentary, his character flaw, mm-hmm. as as with many of the Jesuit priests and missionaries, that come to just export their faith mm-hmm. because that's their idea of the right thing to do without taking into account will the roots take place in that country, right? In that soil. Um, he, he thinks himself as other, he is separate. Mm -hmm. He is the shepherd of the flock. He is the provider. He is, you know, he, he is already where he should be.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and Rodriguez even has essentially a delusion or whatever you want to call it and is, um, the inquisitor, I think even, um, says that he's pretending like he's trying to be Jesus mm-hmm. and he has that whenever he's looking into the pond of water and that effect
1: is not great. Oh no, that was, that was the moment that was the only moment in this movie. I was like, Ooh, that's a really bad CG reflection. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, and it doesn't go away. They linger on it. And mm-hmm. then it turns into like the Jesus portrait, which I feel like could have just been better, but
0: whatever. No, I think it's just, that's the, one of the two moments in this movie
1: that made me go, that's a choice. Yeah.
0: I think that's just a, a, a sign of the times almost it's 2016 i know it's not like it they spent their money getting
1: over there that's (laughs) true do you you know what the other the other part the other the second part that made me go hmm that's a choice there's Uh, the reflection and
0: uh for me it's the first boat scene when they're traveling in the boat Mm -hmm. uh it it very much looks like a pool of water on a blue screen or a green screen You're talking about and, an overhead shot. And then there's that along with just whenever their boats are going, uh, it's early on, but like, there's no sense of direction. There's no sense of any of this kind of stuff. It's just mm-hmm. like fog and you just see shit. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. Well,
1: that I think that could lend to how Japan feels like a totally separate reality. It's a complete different, it's like a different planet. So I, I, I appreciated that aspect of it I think that maybe that's what they're going for no <laughs> you are wrong but the second um, thing in this film that was like uh, was near the end when God talks to him and God that. speaks mm-hmm. and I was like hmm step on me hmm yeah interesting I I mean I dug it after I got used to it the idea I was like okay all right so God's finally speaking to him mm-hmm. I would have the
0: hmm, okay, I'll tell you mine. Okay, uh, I wish that at the end, spoiler alert, that the camera wouldn't have gone into the tomb and revealed the fact that he's he holding a cross.
1: Yes, because the narr- the narration is like nobody, or something to the effect, yeah, that
0: nobody knows. And the whole time that his um Japanese wife is mm. like doing that stuff, the whole time I'm just like, she just put a cross on his head 100, like 100, yeah. And it's just like just let it be a mystery. This is Inception. Does it fall or does it not?
1: I. It looks like it's wobbling. So so, at the end of the film, right? He, we're kind of just we gonna be jumping around. We're gonna be hopscotching around. Oh yeah,
0: because I mean this movie is forever long. It's forever long. And um, there's there's a lot to pick apart.
1: But, um. So at the end, when he finally does, like he he's seen dozens of people killed because of him Mm -hmm. and the message that he is being sent by the inquisitor and the translator which is an amazing character loved his character Mm -hmm. um he's kind of like his faux friend almost you know he's being friendly with him he's he's, his guide and mentor in a way um trying to he's like his handler right because
0: there's one scene let's see i took a note uh, da, 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 da,
1: da. the scene in the oh. cage where no
0: he... after uh Adam driver's character drowns, drowns yeah the interpreter seems to have a twitch of his smile watching Rodriguez go crazy yeah because like,
1: he's making progress-hmm
0: because he knows that he's getting ready to break him
1: although the thing is I believe I believe him when they say they take no pleasure in it
0: mm-hmm I mean they're technically Buddhist so they shouldn't mmm it's been a while since I've
1: practiced my Buddhism. My Buddhism. Um, but I do love that scene. Oh, we're kind of hopping, hop, jumping around again. But that scene with the translator in the cage when he he has that debate about Buddhism versus Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic. I forget exactly what was said. but um.
0: I mean, I, I don't think that we would be short of really good examples of how this movie handles mm-hmm. the religious aspect of it, because I really think it does. Yeah. And believe one thing or the other, I think it's definitely worth the watch.
1: hundred percent. Um, but so eventually everybody is dying because of him. And finally these five Christians are being essentially tortured to death in a very horrible way. That's the sound is, ugh horrible um and at this point father Ferreira, who is an apostate who he's like the the colonel kurtz of this movie mm-hmm. uh, apocalypse now parallels where he's kind of assimilated into the culture and renounced his faith and he's explaining to rodriguez that there's no point because their culture is so different their idea of reality is so much different than ours that they don't even believe in the same god that we are preaching
0: yeah cuz it's just lost in translation it is
1: lost in translate which is heartbreaking for mm-hmm. rodriguez and for the viewer like oh it makes sense but
0: oh that stings mm-hmm. well and they it, they did a really good job of like sprinkling it kind of throughout mm-hmm. like the scene with adam driver earlier the questions they ask that
1: mm-hmm. the concepts they're trying to understand
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and um, the the main oh god Kik- Kichiro Kichiro Kichiro, yeah. Kichiro to me I thought was just such a an interesting character mm-hmm. to be woven throughout because he's essentially like their guide at the beginning mm-hmm. and then continues to do
1: bad shit to them uh huh
0: over and over again I
1: I have reasons why he's my favorite character in this
0: movie and then just is like cool. I'll ask, you know, to forgiveness again, forgiveness. And then I'm, I'm gravy.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll come back to him cause I have, I wrote down reasons why he's the best character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but those five Christians are being tortured. Father Ferreira is trying to convince Rodriguez to renounce his faith. And he's saying it's not, it's not, they already renounced their faith. But they're going to suffer because of you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not dying for God. They're not dying for Jesus. They're dying because of you. Mm-hmm. They don't even believe in the same Jesus you do. It's 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 the wires are crossed. It's it. There's no point. Yeah. So renounce your faith and save them. And there's that really awesome building moment where he the the effigy is on the ground for him to step on to renounce his faith. The Kuburo. Co- 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 yeah, I think is the Japanese term for renouncing the faith, for bending the knee, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I really wish the film ended before he stepped on it, because then it would be up to the viewer. Because the viewer went on this journey as well through the heart of darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it would be much more impactful to cut, like to to make everything build, and then there's just silence, and it just focuses on him, his feet, and the effigy holds their silence. Silence. Cuts to black. In an almost inception kind of way, because because then the viewer it's the viewer is then Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. What would you do in that situation? Right. Would you deny your faith or would you step on it to save their lives? You know, I think that would be super powerful. Obviously it doesn't end there. There's another 20 minutes of the movie. That's kind of the epilogue.
0: Yeah, well, and it also, like, the, the I agree, that would be really good, like, just end it there kind yeah. of deal, and leave that kind of hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that it's interesting how they just kind of weave the last 20 minutes to basically show yeah. you, like, sure, like, he's said that he's given this stuff up, but, like, he really hasn't.
1: Yeah, I love the film. I feel like it kind of answers the wrong questions. Mm-hmm. I think because it that's where like the real life story or the book story takes over from, I think the cool film
0: elements. Well, in the narrator changes now we have, it's this... a, a Dutchman
1: that we never see mm-hmm. really.
0: So I was just like, this is, this is weird, but like mm-hmm. I'm used to a narrator. I don't know this bro. Yeah. And I mean, every... you could
1: tell that straight out of the book,
0: mm-hmm. right? It, it was a, it was a weird way to kind of just button it up. Yeah to where like also
1: old old man makeup just never looks good on camera
0: and i i like i said i didn't want them to go into the tomb to show the cross and everything to me that's where the the christianity side of this movie is kind of just maybe waving its flag a little bit to just be like see he never gave up or whatever
1: well then again because it is scorsese's most personal movie Mm -hmm. maybe that's the choice that he made. And he wanted to put that in the film because that would be the choice that he hoped that he would make. Yeah. So, you know, can't fault him for that. That's his vision.
0: I still think it's an amazing movie either way.
1: These are just nitpicky things for sure. Um, before I start talking about Kachichiro Mm -hmm. and all the themes surrounding him, um, do you have certain favorite parts of this movie or things or character moments that stand out?
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, because let's rapid fire this because I feel like we could talk about this. It's beginning. one of those
1: things that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: This is more of like a theological... Hey, holy
1: cow. It's also Easter weekend. Oh, wow. We timed this fantastic. We're we, good. We're good. Uh, we're, I was going to say Christian boys, but well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not so good on we're that. We're trying, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Wait, nope. There yep. it is. Mm-hmm, um, thanks. the So one scene that bugged me a little bit This is from a technical side. I have two technical things that kind of bugged me. And then I have one thing that wasn't technical and I probably shouldn't like as the viewer, but I fucking loved. Okay. Okay. Um, So the two technical things. Whenever they're getting ready to go on their journey and they're talking to uh, the head priest dude, whatever. Steppenwolf. uh Uh-huh. And they're going down the stairs and there's that overhead shot. On the
1: stairs? Oh, it's so good. It's so
0: good. Why are they not centered? They're just a hair high of center
1: because god sees things in different ways. <laughs> because I mean like you
0: could look at it as like the the god view but like I took a picture of it. They're not centered.
1: Hey Josh. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Just question. Why would you why would you do this?
0: Why would you do this? It's a wide angle lens though. It doesn't have too much warping on yeah. it. So that's pretty good though.
1: But I in a weird way I kind of respect it because I think that's kind of
0: So to me, I look at that and I'm just like, they had the time, they had the money, they had the actors. Mm -hmm. All they have to do is just go back up the stairs and walk down. Mm -hmm. That's probably not even the actors. Those are stand-ins because you can't tell who the fuck they are. Yeah, true. Um, So to me, that's a choice. Also. um, Ooh,
1: maybe it's because they're not as centered as I think they are.
0: Maybe. Like, legitly, I saw that and then started to just try to look for that kind of symbolism throughout. Mm. It doesn't stay. Um, But.
1: Maybe there's it, no other symbolism in this movie. You're nope.
0: Right. It's really lacking <laughs> in Very that department. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever the other technical thing that I thought was strange, Yeah. and it's not right or wrong, okay. it's just strange to me, Yeah. is whenever Rodriguez is behind the boulder crying. Which time? <laughs> the, the big time. He's crying behind the boulder a bunch. Is it then, when
1: the guys are getting drowned?
0: This is after all that, whenever they've separated, and then he notices the fire behind him of, Kichima or whatever, and goes Kichiro, on the trip. Kichiro. I Kichiro. Oh, Don't remember this. Um, it's at an hour and five minutes and forty one frames.
1: Okay, thanks.
0: Um, he's he even prays behind the rock and everything. Uh, okay. but while he's crying, it's crust dissolve, crust dissolve, crust dissolve to show the passage of time. Oh. I'm not a huge fan of crust dissolves. I don't use them personally. Yeah, and. To me, they just look weird. I understand what they're doing. I think you could show the passage of time. See, different... I didn't
1: even notice it, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
0: I hate cross-dissolves that much. That's, they have their...
1: that's why you hate Star Wars. They
0: have their time. That's a wipe, not a cross-dissolve. Star Wars wipe. I'm pretty sure that's even what's called an iMovie these, these days. Oh, well. It shows what I know. So, a movie, or a movie. Uh, I really love Star Wars. Um, Adam I'm Driver and in...
1: Kylo Ren. <sighs> Did him dirty. I just punched myself to get hyped up about that movie, just like he did. I know what I have to do. <laughs> I'm scared to do it. Mm-hmm. I have to go drown in the ocean to mm-hmm. save people that wrapped up in paper bags.
0: Let's not bring Star Wars into this. Um, <laughs> Things are the same. <laughs> however, yeah, uh, in in the vein of that almost, one moment that I thought just was really good is whenever the... Guards decapitate a guy in front of the priest mm-hmm. because the moment's building up to something. In my head, I was just like, "They're straight up going to kill that dude." But the guard just walks up, does the sword, and just cuts his head off and everything. Mm-hmm. And um I mean, this is no secret—we're both nerds. We both played uh Ghost, mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima, and I just saw that, and I was just like, "Man, that's really good for this him. movie."
1: This whole movie is like, I need to go mm-hmm. play that game. But again. he he
0: just did that, and I was just like, "Man."
1: Perfect form. <laughs> Perfect form. I do love that moment because it's after his, because his, he's in, Rodriguez is, is imprisoned with these uh, crew of of other believers, right? His, mm-hmm. his quote unquote flock that he, it's shown him leading in hymns and prayer. He's doing sermons to them while they're behind bars.
0: Which they're allowing him to do. Like yes, on purpose. Yeah, he's not doing this from his cell to their cell. He goes into their cell, brings them food. Yeah here's confession, does all that kind of They're stuff. They're doing
1: it on purpose to show him the consequences of his actions.
0: Yeah. So basically making him yes. invested in them.
1: Correct. And so they, he, they line them up. They say, Hey, betray or, or renounce your, your faith as Rodriguez watches from his cell. Mm-hmm. And they all turn him down. They all, they all say, no, I will not renounce my faith. And Rodriguez is like, yes, my faith is affirmed. I'd, I did that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm responsible for their faith being so strong Yeah, because of my teaching.
0: I'm showing them how powerful. And
1: he even like, he's done. He like, he turns around. One of the guys is like, Hey, you stay out. And everybody else goes back in their cell. And it's, it's a very long lingering moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, birds are chirping. People are just having casual conversations. The kind of the work's done for the day. And then the, like you said, the other guard walks up, beheads him. Yep. Um, and then they drag his body into the pit. No build they up, dug. no hesitation.
0: Like you just see and, it. And
1: then the, the 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 screams of the other prisoners mm-hmm. are horrifying. Oh yeah. And his reaction that he realizes, oh oh, mm-hmm. oh no. Um. Yeah, that's a good that, moment. That's super good.
0: Um. But so tell me, tell so, me why.
1: Um. Kichichiro, right? He's the first Japanese character we meet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In in this film, um, they he's kind of their their guide. Yeah, almost like in a golem sense, right?
0: Well, yeah, because he's he's not presented as like, hey, this is the guy that's going to lead you. You're just like, who is this guy? Can't trust him. He's probably a drunk. He he's says drunk. he's not a Christian. He's just trying to get home, and that's all he's trying to yeah. do.
1: Yeah. I mean, from the get go, mm-hmm. he's honest about who he his character. is shines through. Mm-hmm. You know, he is a coward. He does not want to go back home. He says he's not a Christian, but then on a dime he turns and says, take me home. Mm-hmm. So right then in that first scene we're introduced to him, we see the dual the duality of his nature, dual, oh, yeah. the duality of man. And his character, uh, Chichiro, exemplifies the duality of man and the human condition. Um, and I think he is the heart of the film. Mm-hmm. He's not the main character, but I think he is the heart of the film. Um, so like you said, he he's kind of in the background for a lot of the first act of the movie. Um, We learn that he was the only member of his family that renounced his faith while uh, all of his other family members were killed brutally. Um, There's that awesome crane shot on the beach when his family members are being burned alive, and he's just prostrate on the sand, and uh, the crane just cranes up, and it's just one of the many beautiful shots.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and the movie does a really good job at handling a lot of like the death and stuff with mm-hmm. wide shots and just like letting it linger. And it's
1: none of it is like torture, porn,
0: brutal. Like it, w-
1: they show great restraint.
0: It definitely that. makes you. It's not uh, gory.
1: There's no gore in this. Uh uh-uh.
0: It it does the job to make you feel for them yes. and feel uncomfortable in it. Yes. And then it also, I mean, it kind of shows just, especially whenever Adam Driver's character dies. Yes. Trying to do that, like just almost how casually they were doing it.
1: Mm -hmm. It's very, you don't have any close ups on him at all.
0: Yeah. There was no ceremony to it or whatever. They were just means to an end, is what they were trying to get to. In
1: that documentary, he said, Scorsese, he said that was on purpose because he wanted the viewer and Rodriguez, who we see the film through, his eyes, the wide shots not being close up to the action, to the torture, to the deaths of his friends and his congregations. Was to reinforce the idea of helplessness. Mm-hmm. He is far away. He cannot touch them. He cannot reach them.
0: I wish that they would have left it a wide shot whenever Adam Driver's character actually did die, because and that's when in the water. that's when they switched to from the boat perspective mm-hmm. to actually see him die.
1: Basically, I think that was probably just to show that oh yeah, he's dead. He's not just passed out. Mm-hmm. You kind of need that because he is one of the main characters. Yeah. But again, you never see his face. Mm -mm. You never see like a front on shot. Whenever we see him running in to the water, right? It's just a side wide, a a side wide shot.
0: Yeah. From Rodriguez's Mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm.
1: It's not a heroic thing, but he made his choice. Mm -hmm. He went after he was a man of action, right? Oh yeah. And uh, sidebar, sidebar. So I think they did a really cool job with, um, Grupe and Rodriguez's characters where they each represent different aspects of religion, Right. So oh, yeah. Rodriguez represents faith and love and Adam driver's character, Garupe represents doubt and law. Mm-hmm. Just something I noticed, but
0: no, and I would agree to that too. Well, and so like as a encapsulating thing, um, I think that Martin Scorsese, because to me, I always gravitate. Like we've said, I gravitate more to, camera movement, editing styles, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not noticeable in this movie because, and they did it on purpose. There's not as many cuts. Um, the movie just flows super well. There's nothing super technically hard because one of the things that Scorsese does so well is let the characters, he sets up that environment for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And then lets them do their thing. Basically.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's phenomenal. And to wrap up, my review of silence going back to Kachichiro and his character. Yes. Um, there's a part, right. So he betrays him three times. I think, I think he betrays Rodriguez's character three times Mm -hmm. or, or renounces his faith. Right. And he, (laughs) Rodriguez is taken to Nagasaki Mm -hmm. and he sees Kachichiro in the crowd and he, he yells out, why are you following me? Stop following me and that's because he is the personification of his doubts, his very human nature and guilt that his human, wherever we go, no matter how far we run, our human nature is always going to be following us and our sins are always going to be following us. But it also doubles up on, uh, he is human, always sinning, always asking for forgiveness, always that, that cycle always goes and never ends. Um, And then one man refuses to deny his faith and is killed, Mm -hmm. which is the guy who gets beheaded. The other denies his faith and lives. And the weird paradox is both have been promised salvation. So which one is right? Yeah. In the end, his only companion, Rodriguez's only companion at the end of his life or up till is Kachichiro. He's the only one that lasts through the movie his the personification of sin guilt cowardice doubt um, but do you, but also the personification of forgiveness and salvation
0: so then what do you think about because I like I like that viewpoint of it that makes sense to me and that clicks that clicks a little bit better um but so what do you think about him just disappearing at the end of the movie hmm. because they find a symbol of Christianity on him and then yeah. he's just gone. And the narrator who's now the Dutchman or whatever he yeah. is. Um the Dutch pastry uh just says like and he's gone. He said that he yeah. wanted in a card game or something never looked inside the pouch.
1: I think it could be kind of compounding on that theatrical theme where at this point in Rodriguez's new life mm-hmm. he has renounced his faith to save others. Mm-hmm. Right. And it kind of goes back to that was Ferreira says, this is the greatest act of love you could possibly give mm-hmm. to renounce your faith to save others, right? which is, should be the purpose of, of faith and religion, right? Loving thy neighbor, saving each other, etc. cetera. Um, but I think whenever Kachichiro is taken away at the end, like mm-hmm. you said, and he never shows back up, I think that might just be, emblematic of where he is in his life. And that's kind of the final thing that is gone. His last piece of identity is gone. Now he's just straightforward. I'm this new person. I'm I'm may or may not be living my faith in secret, but I will never speak up about it again.
0: Yeah, I think thematically like that is the representation that we should be taking away from that moment. Yeah. The fact that as much as, as he is a real character, he's more a symbolism of something. Yeah. I feel like this movie is one of those ones that you could watch throughout your lifespan mm-hmm. and just get different things from. Absolutely. Um, Martin Scorsese is shooting a movie.
1: Yeah. Here in Oklahoma, Oklahoma with at, DiCaprio and
0: DiCaprio. So we could just go ask him <laughs> we could, I'm sure he's super chill just to taking questions. from. Hey strangers. Marty.
1: Hey Marty. You know that movie that nobody saw in 2016? Mm-hmm.
0: I bet you he would love to talk about
1: this movie. Yeah. I mean, I love to talk about it. We could go on for another three hours talking about this movie. Oh, easily. Um, it's dense. It is beautifully shot, beautifully acted, for the most part beautifully written and executed mm-hmm. and directed. I think it's my favorite one that out of these three. Yeah. to be honest, it might be my favorite Scorsese film because I did recently go back and watch... Um, Shutter Island, which is not a good movie now oh, that I've, I've a, seen it again. I like Shutter Island. Uh, I did; It did not hold up for me. Um, I went and saw The Departed again. Departed. The Departed. It's okay. I, it's good. It's like a modern-day Goodfellas vibe.
0: I think Shutter Island works really well as a first viewing for sure. And then oh, as yeah. a second viewing, it works really well still because then you see the cues right. of when, when it's reality and when it's right, not right. and everything. Because um, I'm pretty sure I've only seen it twice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's, he's a director that is like uh, held highly. He is on a pedestal for very good reason.
1: Yeah. He's a a true master of the craft. Um, he's, he is an elder statesman of filmmaking, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and I hope he's far from done. Oh yeah. Uh, and, uh, I've really enjoyed watching these past three movies out of his massive filmography. Oh yeah. Um, real quick, how how would you? I don't know if we even want to. How would you order these for yourself? I mean, why would it be Silence, Aviator, Goodfellas.
0: Mine would probably be. If we're talking like rewatchability, mm. Goodfellas for me is one I could rewatch more. Yeah. If we're talking about just which ones, I will pro. I. <sighs> I would probably do Silence, Goodfellows, Aviator.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not just because I think Aviator is the inferior movie. It's just that's the order that I would rewatch them. Yeah. I would rewatch Silence first. I would rewatch Goodfellows. The Aviator, fantastic. I feel like I've seen it, so I don't know if I need to see it again. Yeah. But. This has yeah. been awesome, man. I'm mm-hmm. looking
1: forward to seeing. Uh, what director we choose to look at next. Oh, yeah. That'll probably be the next episode. Uh, episode the next point five.
0: Another uh,
1: discussion. Another discussion. Uh, I have some ideas. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but, I mean... Change of pace. Hopefully, I, I feel like if you listen to this, that it just makes you dive into his his work a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because, legitly, I, I just don't think that we can do it justice. <sighs> it's so good. And, like, there's not enough... Hit it was actually very surprising to me. I thought that there would be more technical stuff to talk about in his work, mm-hmm. and there's really not on camera aspect, and it's definitely by choice because he's very good at what he does, mm-hmm. which was very surprising. Like that's the thing that I've learned from watching his movies in this format is that he is more of like an actor's director almost, to yeah. where he sets these things up and just lets these people shine.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like in Goodfellas, he wrote the script. He had a script. Mm -hmm. They did rehearsals. And then he rewrote the script based around how the actors interacted in those rehearsals. So yeah, he is a very much performance first meat and potatoes. He has his style. He has the fundamentals of what he does. He has mastered them. It helps that he works with largely the same crew, the collaborators that Mm -hmm. he has. Um, Yeah, man, he is. It's a masterclass. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, he is, he is a, a fantastic director.
1: Yeah. Well, until next time, uh, this has been Conversations in Cinema, and we are. Uh, the thing that I would like to say.
0: Um, is that about we are. The truth
1: in the beer is good. Beer. Almost now. gone.